Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. It was Saturday night, we were all vibing off the kickoff time, but unfortunately it was quite an underwhelming game as Sunderland drew 1-1 with Hull City. I am Roy Fallow, joined as ever by Matthew Keelan. Hello, how are we? Well, how are we after that, Matthew? Because let's let's take it in a little bit of context first. We were really rusty against Northampton, mm. who were crap mm. we drew 1-1 before that when the original coronavirus hit the academy oh. of light who were also crap oh fucking now entire squad you're right um but you know that going into the game that made me think yes we do need to get a win because we stumbled after that lincoln game a couple of times but against the side who yes i know hull's form has dipped a little bit but against one of the better sides in the division, while still a bit rusty, hmm. on the face of it, is a draw a terrible result? I don't think it's a terrible result. Um, I think the first half performance was pretty alarming, though. Um, I don't know. It's weird because it isn't a bad result, I guess, in isolation. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, very good. Very good. Um, Enjoyed that. Take it on its own and yeah, but... I don't know, with miles behind, aren't we really? It was, it was, it was quite uninspiring, to say the least, yeah. wasn't it? It's like, um, it was just, I was just bored. Like, and it sounds pathetic, <laughs> and like, ah, uh, but I was. Especially at the minute, yeah, where we have nothing else better to do. I've looked forward to this all day, right? And I've had, like, a few beers. I've perfected the Guinness pour at home, and I'm having some <laughs> fucking great pints now, right? And that's just like, I was just bored. There's things I could have watched instead. Do you of that. think, in an odd way, the fact that we have nothing else going on as a as a nation, I guess, does that not raise your expect? Does that not? No, I was going to say, does that not put the pressure on the players? Like, no, because there's no one in the stadium. But that raises your expectation as a fan because you don't have your yeah. match. Because when you would usually go to a game, especially if it was like the kickoff time, oh, I mean, saying, like, like, oh, oh great that time on a Saturday night, I'd be a hundred percent like. Yeah, because you'd be in the pub from about yeah, mid... Yeah, mid... Well, I was going to say midday. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> you can tell who, who the married man is in this um, situation, well, right? The man you said that. Well. Yeah, but, you know, still, the the the, um, the marital sensibility came out there. But, yeah, and that, that would mean the crowd up for it that little bit mm. more as well, and that would probably lead to a little bit more intensity on the pitch as well. I do get that, but... The fact that you don't have that match day experience surrounded before and after because like you'd be coming out of the ground and you'd be like especially this kick off time, like, you know, no. let's 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 go to our own personal sort of match day experiences. We would usually like stay quite local to where we live, but this kick off time you'd be like, Oh well let's go to town yeah, instead. Yeah, because obviously they're open later. Um, it's that kind of vibe, it's isn't that kind it? Of vibe, yeah. Sad so now. with so when you take that away, it, there's more hinging on the match, isn't it? So when it is quite uninspiring like that, it leaves you feeling even more flat because you're not going out for those pints after. And as a fan, I know like we're here to talk about the game, but we are here to talk but as fans crap, as well. So we might as well yeah. talk about something else. Some pints. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. No, but like that, you need that lift a bit more, don't you? You need that little bit more on the pitch. You need that bit more to to give you that spring in your step, don't yeah. you? So, if, you know, I think that's a fair criticism. I just, like it, it just doesn't fit. Like I, d- I don't know if it was watching it on Sky as opposed to watching it on like the club stream, which tends to like 
Frankie and Danny tend to inject a bit more enthusiasm into it and that. And I was honestly like, they don't feel like real games. Like I don't care. Like I've watched that now, right? And I don't care really. Like it's just weird because obviously it's a decent. You know, it's again on its own, it's a decent point and that. And but like you take a step, I took a step back and watched like that game, and you think, well, you take you take your Sunland glasses off here, and this standard of football is deplorable. Like, it's well, rotten. Let's. Really. You only have to look at the two goals, I mean, really, I mean, don't goal, you? Well, look at me. Well, where do we? Well, let's. Uh, I know we're, we're here to look at the game, so let's. Lee Bird gets a kick in the eye. Do you think that has an impact on well, him? It, it it should have had an impact for that first on call. The fella being allowed on the pitch because it was a. It, I thought it was a red card. Me. I do was you think? Fuming. I don't yeah, really. I, yeah, I do because I, I think I watched it, but I didn't think anything of it at the time. And I I watched like the replay, and I was like, well, if he wanted to avoid him there, th- there was ample time for him to avoid him. He's left his knee in, and he stood on he stood on his face. I think that's just where it is. Uh, he's pulled the other. He's pulled the other foot. Uh, well, to, to be fair, I've not seen it since oh, the well. the replays of the of. Like when the game was happening, but was that not the foot that was sort of land? Like I think that foot just, would have been quite hard know. to pull out the way. Well, maybe no. Well, no. I, I thought no. It was, no, I thought it was malicious, and he seems like an absolute wanker him as well. So, fuck it, it was a red card. Next, <laughs> you made yeah, you made a convincing argument, but do you think it had an impact on Burgess? I don't. I don't think. I don't think for the goal. I don't think you can say for the goal. I mean, he's trying to chest it down. I mean, an admirable approach, but I don't know what. <laughs> really Do you think what? it's rattled him? Maybe though. I don't. I don't I think mean, in terms yeah. of like I mean, in terms of his hurt. vision or anything like that. But if you've if you've had a clatter like that and you've been like on the deck for getting treatment for five minutes, your mentality is yeah. going to be skewed, isn't it? And oh, it's going to yeah. make it's going to make you a little bit uncertain. I'm not like making too many excuses for Birds. I don't think he's like an amazing goalkeeper, but. And at the end of the day, he should be catching that, but it's it's not going to help. Is the point no, that I'm no, making? I, I get what you mean. Maybe maybe there was something in his mind thinking I'm going to get clattered again, or or whatever. Um, he yeah, just, he just seemed to totally misjudge it. Whether he was thinking about the, where he was going through the incident again, um, yeah, in his mind, he just seemed to totally misjudge it. Um, which isn't to be fair. Like I've had, we've been critical of him because he isn't great. But it's fairly unlike him, I think. You know, the mistakes he's made tend to be sort of more with his shots stopping. But I think cross, yeah, uh, parrying shots quite badly. Generally okay, I think. So I think maybe, but I think it was just a mistake more than anything. But Great when um, someone tweets us about like a cross that is like parried like really badly that so. we've like totally forgot. Oh, I really, really would hope, hope so. I really hope fair. so. You I would really hope anyway. so. Well, no, absolutely not. It's Saturday night. It's like after ten o'clock. Like we don't really care. I've this got a pizza doing. ready. To, I've made a pizza, right? And I've got you've made a pizza. Oh, fair. Yeah. Did you make the base as well? Uh, well, no, but I bought. Some That's fine, though. That's Northern, fair enough. That's it's more like than Northern fair. Pizza Company, and I've bought like it's frozen, so I've rolled it all out, and it's all assembled, and I'm really excited to finish this. Ooh, and fair plan. It, well, put it in the oven. I'm going to put an egg in the middle. Yeah, good. I was going to ask you that because you're a big fan of that. I love I that. It's that. my favourite thing. It was better than you that. Loving it. You love it. If there's one thing I'll say about you, Matthew Keelan, it's like you love an egg in the middle oh, of pizza. I love it, man. It's great. I've got some spinach <laughs> on. 
Yeah, oh, 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 like after 10 o'clock as well. Very uh, continental yeah. for you. Class, um, oh, yeah, really class. And Well, it is, to be fair. Well, we fully endorse eggs in the middle of Peter. <laughs> what we don't endorse is the fact that after Hull went ahead, they really dominated the game for mm. a, about a 10-minute period after that. And you, it was... Getting to the point now, um, I said this watching the game with my dad, my social bubble, etc. Yeah, if anyone yeah. wants to tweet in, um, that when we equalised, if you thought another goal was going to come in the next 10 minutes, you would have thought it was only going one way because Hull were well on top. And I think if you look at this from the other perspective of, of the opposition, they're probably looking at that like, how did we not get that second killer goal? Mm. Because they were getting set pieces, they were getting free kicks, they were getting corners. And and I know it's maybe par for the course of this division, but they just didn't really have that cutting edge. And it does make you think that even though we're in the position we are, they're not great, are no, they? Not really. Their performance was like um, very reminiscent of us under Ross, wasn't it? It was like mm. they really kind of sprang, Good shout, out, yeah. sprang out and started really well. Eve's, Eve's really should have had two. Um, there was the header, free header, really. That he just put up. Yeah, the one he hit the bar with, uh, especially. And then the one that Birds made a, a splendid save um, from. But yeah, they 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 sort of. It was very much like that. I thought, and I don't think they're that good though. Like, no, I wasn't impressed. I thought Honeyman actually. I don't know if I was just watching him a bit more closely because obviously we know him. Or because maybe he was like really up for the game, but he was very busy, wasn't he? He was yeah. everywhere. He won the free kick actually for their goal, which is a bit of a daft foul from from Bagheedi as well. Like, yeah, better than that. Yeah, exactly. A play of his experience, yeah. but he was he was very up for it clearly. But I, I don't know. Maybe I just noticed him more because he, you know, he's a player who is very much known to us. Um, but moving on to sort of our performance rather than the opposition, we obviously got goal. Sort of against run a player, but you know, fair play number one to Grant Ledbetter. Good knock, mm. noticing the run of Jack Diamond, and Jack Diamond didn't give up on it and put the ball across. And actually, it looked like Honeyman lost the run. Yeah. Of, well, not not the run essentially, he just lost Aidan McGeady and quite a well placed header. It was maybe the keeper header. could have done better, but it was you know it was it was a good header, wasn't it? It was a nice header in the bottom uh, into the bottom corner. Um, sort of like took an age for it to. Mm. Do anything really it was just sort of like I thought like me Sky Q uh, your Sky Q and me Sky you Q you got Sky Q I've got I tell you what right, it was you got great the Sky Sports 1 through and 3 channels yeah I've got the lot <laughs> um, but uh, I thought no it's just hung in the air for ages and it took forever to come down uh, come down with fucking snoring at that like uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah it was a lovely header though from uh, it was from your man uh, your man McGeady there Lovely. It was the boy McGeady. I thought it was good, actually. Do you think? I thought he yeah, had a bit aside. Right. No, I'm not going to like dig him out too much because he's Go like on, popped up with a goal. Well, you know, say something outrageous. <laughs> dirty rotter. Um, <laughs> but I thought he was. But actually, I think it was part of a wider problem in the game, and that we struggled to bring him into the game. Scoring didn't really get involved. Yeah, he, Max Power didn't um, get involved to the point they got moved to right back. Yeah. Um, Wyke was very isolated until we brought Lyndon Gooch on. I thought going forward, I don't know. I thought first half it was just a bit. I thought generally we were just very 
distraining, I thought. It was, I was trying to think the word to describe the first half performance, and the word I've come up with is meek. Yeah. It was just, like, inept, really. Limp. Limp. Pathetic. Bland. It was just not, yeah, there was just not much. Dry, mm, dry. Mm, dry, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's fair enough. And, and actually, uh, he didn't have a brilliant game when he came on, but Lyndon Gooch occupying that sort of number 10 or just getting a bit closer yeah. to Charlie White, just having a body in there made okay, a difference. Gooch, to be fair, I thought he was yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, I thought he was... I thought it was bright for about 15 minutes yeah. and then sort of faded, but we the just game needed... Did though, didn't it? The game just fizzled out. Yeah, yeah, that that is fair. But um, you yeah. saw Wyke sort of got into the game a bit more because he was... Did. He was very isolated. Like, I've, I've dug Charlie White out quite a bit, like, especially in, like, seasons previous. And this season, I'm a bit, like, <laughs> trying to be conscious of not... Mm digging him out too much because he has made a contribution and today I felt a bit for him because Diamond was busy. McGeady wasn't, apart from his goal, but he wasn't getting the ball in terms of like putting balls in the box in the first half. What was Wyke supposed to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I just think like when the ball does come to him, he just he doesn't do enough for me. I just, I'm not going to dig him out because I can't be arsed, but He's do you like, think you just need someone closer to him? Yeah, and I, I don't think it's entirely his fault. I think he is very isolated and he does kind of have to do it all on his own. But I just think, like, Christ, he's the best we've got. And, I mean, why Danny Graham, come on, him shambling about up front for the last 20 uh, Yeah, I said this during the game, to be fair. Like, you wanted, even if Wyke stayed on, you wouldn't have minded, or, or, or even if he went off, just an alternative striker option... And the only other one is Will Grigg, who's A, injured, and two, like, it's just, you don't have to a go in there. Two. That was good. Yeah, sorry, that was, yeah. Well, well done finding that out, man. <laughs> yeah, fair for <laughs> it. No, A and two. No, A1 is that it's not worked out for him. <laughs> is it? And, and no, A1, sorry, is that he's injured. And A2 a is that it's not worked out for him. Yeah, it is a terrible boy, man. Um, but, you know, it's Will Grigg, and it's someone who's, it's not working out for here, so... What can you really expect? But we just don't have that. All you can bring on for Charlie White is a, an older, more scruffy-looking Charlie White well, in Frank the form Gallagher. of Danny Grimm. Yeah, exactly, and not in a good way. No, honestly, like I thought Grimm was kind of something we really needed this season. When he signed, I was like, yes. Yeah, no, Partly because it was funny that we've signed arguably the worst strike we've ever had twice. <laughs> but like, I was like, yeah, well, he did a well at Blackburn in the championship. Like, the experience, the know-how, he's going to try and like right the wrong. He should be much better in this division. He's absolutely... He's horrendous. And it's he's like, to the point where I want him to start because it's funny. That's how like much I just. Well, we're only one injury away from him starting. Well, to be fair. well, he could. Well, he'll start. You would think. You would have thought he would start on Tuesday. Yeah, he would have thought. Um, what about what about defensively? Actually, because we had Tom Flanagan oh, not like in the squad. Sanderson. I thought he was good. We well, we spoke on the pod on Thursday, didn't we, about how Sanderson maybe should be thought of one of the right back options, but quite. The the one where Eve's hit the bar, maybe mm. I, I couldn't tell if that was like a mix up between Sanderson and McFadden. McFadden sort of maybe coming in to 
sort of Mark Eves and Sanders was maybe looking for the the ball dipping early, but whatever. But I thought generally Sanderson looked quite good and is that a good centre-half option as well? I think he looks yeah. really intelligent for the he's, most uh, part. Yeah, you can tell he's come from like a a good setup. Wolves. Yeah. Um, there's a player in there. Obviously, yeah. he will make mistakes because that's why he's here, I guess. Exactly, he's um, here to do that, isn't he? But No, I think I, you said, I think it was the better of the two. Bailey Wright... I'd, I don't know, he just doesn't look like the the linchpin that maybe Yeah, it it it's funny with Wright, isn't it? You wonder if he is a back three, centre half, the deeper lion role with of... there. But I, I I don't mind him particularly, but Jordan Willis not even on the bench today, that's a bit of a worry for me because he, he is injured or... I, I I don't know because I think I'm well, someone will correct us if I'm wrong. Defender, yeah, he's our best centre half, absolutely by a mile. But he wasn't even on the bench. I'm sure he was on the bench against Northampton. But I'm sure someone will tweet us if maybe we're still if with that. he was injured, wasn't he? So maybe that's just not. Quite yeah, away, which is a but, concern. But that's that is concerning. Absolutely, it yeah. is. Um, I thought um, defensively, though, I thought Max Power was great at right back. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> we we do need to talk about Max Power at right back more because. How, like how does that? Well, for a kick off, why? Yeah, but, but then it, when he sort of settled into the role, he thought actually he obviously likes to tackle. Positionally, he's quite. He did get caught out actually once in the second half where he just forgot mm. that he was playing at right back and really ran into the middle, which was quite funny. But then, <laughs> um, the, I think that Sanderson covered. Um, overlapping though, is he was brilliant. Like he got in behind a few times, and even he will he, do that though. He will pull he will. wide. And he's got a good cross on him. He has, to be and fair. even if he wasn't used, he was dragging out someone to to yeah. like watch his run. I thought he was good at. I there was one he's... ball in the second half though that was played. I can't remember who played it. It might be Maguire actually when he came on. Oh, that yeah, was played. Well, he just didn't quite get that. He just yeah, didn't get and it was yeah, like yeah. that. Even Conor McLaughlin would have got that yeah, because the natural fullback would have been reading that a little bit earlier, yeah. which was, you know, it was quite funny. But I think maybe quite if he's going to use him there, that'll, that might come. Um, you'd like to think yeah. he wouldn't use him there. No, I don't think he wouldn't. But, you know, who knows? Who Probably knows? Does. It's a long season. It, it could get him in could, goal. Could play him in goal. Well, Remy Matthew, Matthews had to oh, come on and well, I thought to that, loop it back round to the start of the pod. I thought that there was something in the last minute that bounced, and I thought it was going to bounce over his head. Part of me kind of <laughs> wanted it to bounce what? over his head. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you like delayed that. Like part of me wanted it to <laughs> whispering it all. Because like if you your daughter's listening to this now, it'd be fuming because like. I wanted it to kind of go in because it would have been really funny. <laughs> I mean, right, no, but like, let's be objective because I know we are obviously a Sunderland podcast, but sometimes you do have to be objective to be fair, Matthew, yeah, but yeah. objectively, yeah. it would have been very funny. It would have been hilarious because <laughs> he's, cr- he's rubbish, him, right? And he's a, he won the second half where he caught the ball for the first time in years. <laughs> And he kicked it, and he just kicked. He fucking just kicked it out of play. But like the thing is, right? Miles they put all this. He's fucking. put all this pressure. They put all this pressure on Lee Birch when he got that injury, and then like this goalkeeper who 
it's been quite poor. Like, was it Burton? Quite, yeah, it was the Burton game, wasn't we? Like, in the like, howler. Poor. He's horrendous. Where, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. You know, it's just after the festive period. What can I say? Mm, wow. um, and they've not put any pressure on him at all. And by the way, we were talking about this in our group chat. Grant McCann looks very much like Jesse Plemons, a.k.a. Todd from yeah, Breaking well, Bad. I don't know his name because I don't know any actors ever. So I just know him as Todd from Breaking Bad. <laughs> but he does very much look like him, doesn't it? That he needs does. to be given a wider he audience. He also looks like the Hungry Hungry Cat fella. Yes, that's a good show. I think it looks like Janice Basby as well from Coronation That's a great, Street. is it? I enjoyed that one. That's yeah, a good or, or could be Janice Basby's brother. Maybe that's a bit mm. more accurate, to be fair. Yeah, I don't like him, me. Yeah, I didn't realise he was Scottish until today, actually. That's quite poor for me, yeah. I think he is. Anyway, he was getting interviewed and he sounded Scottish. Oh, I'm doubting myself now. Shall I quickly, shall I quickly look this have, up? I'd rather have Gavin McCann. I'd rather have... Um, <laughs> I'd rather have Grant Ledbetter. <laughs> Um, oh, right, yeah. I'd rather, I'd have, rather, um, I'd rather fill for time while Rory Google's Grant McCann. I'd rather have Grant Mitchell. Could yeah, have that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Grant well, McCann. Quick look this up. Uh, oh, he's Northern Irish, actually. Oh, sorry. Whoa. So whoa, good job. Whoa, I look that up, whoa, actually. Whoa. Oh, uh, <laughs> Sectarian relationships. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Um, that's probably a good time to get out of here while we're uh, talking about I've that kind of now. thing. Yeah, I've got a, a nice um, salt brewery alpaca. Oh, nice. Six um, point six. It's lovely, you, actually. Really nice. Listeners would like to join me in wishing Rory a very happy birthday. Oh, the... isn't he sweet, dear um, listener? Isn't he nice? I mean, you got me three beers, and I've had them all. I was just going to say, have you, did you did you get anything nice this morning? Drop round in a dinosaur uh, bag. I did. I did in a dinosaur bag and in a bag from Gareth Barker as well. <laughs> Hello, some northern mug beers, some chocolate cake, and some. Oh, I always forget the name of that brewery. Actually, that's really bad because Gareth's going to be listening to this. Um, but Garland, I've got eight there, lovely cans dropped off by Gareth, and some chocolate cake, and you dropped us off three cans and a chai uh, spice as well. So I make oh, dirty chai. Rory's birthday that is as well. I know, exciting. Um, let's stop talking about my birthday. No? Um, we'll, well, we will be back on Thursday to preview the next game Who against AFC Wimbledon, yeah, I want to wow. say. Ooh. I mean, that's really bad that I can't remember that. I know we're playing Port Vale on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, it's the next um, round of... Um, Which is my priority, the- really. Well, no, it is AFC Wimbledon. That is our next cool. league game. And then we've got, um, yes, we have Port Vale on Tuesday in the Peter Trophy. Let them Gareth and Stephen. Sorry? Let them entertain us. <laughs> very good, very good. Really good. That's really good. We played them in the FA Cup as well, remember? We did. When, um, we did, yeah. Didn't George Honeyman score against them as well? He did, actually. didn't he? Yeah. Well, um, well, you'd think, well, to be fair, you'd think we'd probably play some of the, the under 20. In the 23s, maybe on Tuesday, and then we'll be doing it for the kids. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's really good. I'm trying to think of another one that, um, to to come back with that, but I'm just forgetting every Robbie Williams song ever. Yeah, that was it's probably for the best, really, because he's a prick. To me, just. Just sensational. Right, we'll be back on Thursday to preview the game against AFC Wimbledon. Gareth and Stephen will be back on Monday to review this game in a bit more detail and look ahead to the Peter Trophy against Robbie Williams's Port Vale. <laughs> but as ever, we hope, despite it being... 
not the best game, but it was Saturday night. It was a lick it off. We hope you enjoyed your cans tonight. And as ever, thanks for listening. (laughs) 